0: Welcome, church family. Great to see you today. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we have been looking at this sermon series, breaking open the black box of our lives, and today we're going to conclude that series. It's the final part, and so I, I really praise. We've looked at this series in the last five weeks. That we would be a people who are known for our patient endurance, would be known for waiting well. We'd be known for our vision, for our compassion, for our generosity. And today I want to talk about simplicity. I pray that this season has taught us redemptively um, how to live simpler lives and that we'll be able to take these lessons uh, forward into our good future together. Um, this season has definitely taught me that life is far too complicated and busy. And actually one of the redemptive things in this uh, lockdown though have been incredibly busy, uh, in many ways I've been more busy than ever, but actually with the restrictions in place, there are things that I've noticed and been able to uh, walk in that's been really, really, really helpful in terms of my faith and my outlook in life, and that's really the gift of simplicity, bringing things uh, that are complicated, understanding that life is complex and we live in the grey, but living life with an outlook and a rhythm like christ of simplicity and um i don't know if you've noticed this but when we've gone on our daily walk uh, we've seen people in our community and without fail we've always had kind of like a walker's nod or walkers hello whenever we go say to late districts which we like to do yearly is that when we go on a big hike and we go on a big walk as a family is that we're always saying hello to people and they say hello back and it's so so friendly and there's something about being out in uh, God's creation and slowing down gives us space to notice things and to notice other people I think and so those barriers that maybe we normally have just by rushing around are no longer there and it's been amazing just in our local community it's I've never experienced this before. Maybe say hello, obviously, to the people that we we know and recognize, but actually strangers. Just saying hello and them saying hello back and a nice smile and sometimes some wonderful uh, communication and conversations. And I think there's something about what we have experienced and are experiencing uh, with this pandemic. It is opening the doors of... Our hearts and our lives, and certainly our vision, uh, that life is complicated, life can be stressful, life is busy. Is there a different way to live? And I think the grace, the gift, the pursuit, the discipline of simplicity is a wonderful, wonderful thing for the disciple of Jesus. And I just want to spend a few minutes today, just. Touching on a few things to encourage you to embrace simplicity in our Christian life. Maybe it's just again on our walk that we've noticed in creation uh, some things we've never noticed before Uh, the smell of cut grass, the, the blossom on the trees, the birds singing. Maybe it's in the time we've spent with people over a meal and having good conversation. Maybe it's in the giving and the receiving of gifts and of encouragement is that we've probably discovered a newfound sense of gratitude and appreciation for life and for the goodness of God and the simple things that life has to offer. And I think it's in this enforced simplicity of our lives that really our eyes uh, may have been opened. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus to the church in Laodicea, they're very challenging words to that church. And he says this, you say I'm rich, I've acquired wealth and do not need a thing, but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind and naked, really strong language there. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so that you can see. I think because we live in a world of consumerism and where the accumulation of things really for a lot of people is their pathway of contentment and happiness. But the biblical portrait for a disciple to live in a place of peace and joy and contentment is not through the accumulation of stuff, it's not being overwhelmed by the tyranny of things. But it's actually through the simplicity of life, and that often starts with our perspective. It starts with how we're viewing things. And clearly, uh, the church in Laodicea thought they were doing well. If there was a school report on that church, they thought they were hitting uh, A star, or now it's numbers, and it? they were hitting nines across the board. But actually, to Jesus, is that they were blind. They were naked. They were They were missing the point of the real joy and place of contentment is in that intimacy and fellowship with Jesus Christ. You may have everything that the world has to offer, but you're actually forfeiting your soul in the process. Don't get me wrong, life is complex. Life is full of uncertainty. We live much of life, don't we, in the grey and intention. But Jesus says to us in the midst of complexity, in the midst of life, some simple instructions like do not worry. He says that my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Come to me and I will give you rest. Such powerful, powerful words and truths. But so often we miss them because we're hurried in life. For me, Jesus dealt with the complexity of life with striking simplicity. And he invites us into this discipleship journey to become like him and to pattern our lives after him. A number of years ago, I was in France and I witnessed something which was it was awful. It was one of those where it took, took a few days to kind of get out of your mind. I witnessed a, a gentleman on his bike get knocked over uh, by, by a car. And that led me to think about just again the importance and having three kids. You, you're always thinking about this, are you? The importance of the highway code, and as you approach some kind of uh, kind of street or road, um, you're doing the the stop, look, and listen. And I think in this time, the, there's been many uh, people saying this is what God is saying through the pandemic and the crisis. This is definitely. What uh, the law wants to say to the church and to the world, and I've heard both extremes uh, people saying that this is a message to the church to repent and to, to wake up. This is a church, uh, kind of, this is a, a message to the world in terms of um, opportunities for them to connect with God through prayer and through Alpha um, and everything in between. And of course, we as a church have many musings and many thoughts uh, that we're just reflecting on at the moment. But actually, I think the first step is to take that advice from the highway code, from good common sense, is that actually maybe in this time of uncertainty and complexity that we need to stop, stop what we're doing, take some time out, is that we need to look, look both ways, look around, and we need to listen. Uh, We need to draw near again to God, to his heart, and listen to the still small voice to his whispers and to see what the spirit is saying so that we can hear him and that we can follow so wherever this finds you today i think uh, as by way of introduction the first thing we can do it to simplify our lives is to do that is to stop and to look and to listen and this isn't about laziness this isn't about um, being inactive by no means look at the life of jesus is that he led a very proactive busy life and yet he carved out rhythms of rest and silence and solitude and prayer and all these things which helped him give strength I was reminded recently again of a wonderful talk that Andy Smith the pastor of the Belfast City Vineyard did at a conference a few years ago where he said for the life of a disciple is that you have to focus on the I wills before you can really venture into the I want. So much of the Christian life in terms of our prayer and our activity is based on what we want. But actually, it's only when we do the things that we tell ourselves to do out of a place of discipline and routine daily. The I wills, if you like. I will read my Bible. I will spend time in prayer. I will spend some time in silence and reflection and solitude. I will fast. It's only when we do these I wills, actually it begins to open up the doors to the wants, And I think there's a real um, sense of wisdom in that for us at this time that stopping and looking and listening isn't about not crossing the road. It's actually about an awareness of what God may be saying and, and speaking to us about but slowing our lives down to a pace of where we can connect with God so that we can proceed with caution and we can proceed in fruitfulness. We may have been uh, faced, if this season had not happened, with burnout. We may have been faced where the busyness and the consumerism of life meant that we were facing mental and emotional uh, and physical burnout. And above all that, spiritual burnout. But actually this season, through all the heartache and through all the pain and through all the suffering is actually a season where we can stop, where we can listen, where we can reflect and we can take stock of maybe what God is saying to us. I think it's hard in our culture, isn't it? Because we face such an exhaustion of the spirit because there's so many choices and so many voices out there. I read a story once of a pilot who was practising high-speed manoeuvres in a jet fighter. And she turned the controls for what she thought was a steep ascent and flew straight into the ground. She was unaware that she was flying upside down the whole time. And this really, for me, is a parable of human existence. In our times, we live at such high-speed ferocity is that we have no idea that we're flying upside down and that eventually we will crash and burn. And so I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you uh, to simplify your life. Again, that doesn't mean that life isn't complicated. It doesn't mean that we don't live uh, life in tension, but actually, are there some things that we can do where we can simplify our lives to make room for that, which is urgent and important. I want to give you four Ps, four simple Ps to help you simplify your life today. The first thing is to understand your position. Understand your position in Christ is the most important thing that we can do because life responds to who we are, not what we do. We're not working for our salvation. Is that when Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago and he was resurrected from the dead? Is that the Bible says that we are now seated in heavenly places? We are seated with Christ. We are co heirs with Christ we're not trying to earn our salvation we must understand that acceptance precedes change it is finished it's done it's dusted we are loved we are chosen why because of the grace and the lavish unconditional love of Jesus Christ and many Christians fall into the trap of busyness and doing and legalism and ticking a box and even doing spiritual disciplines in order to earn brownie points Because they've not first grasped and understood in the heart, not in the head, but in their hearts, that they are found, that they are saved, that they are loved, that they accepted in Jesus Christ. And so the first thing we must understand is is our position in Christ. One of my friends was in a a coffee shop uh, when a woman came and asked him if he were Dominic. His name was Dominic. And... um, why because she had a blind date with a guy called dominic and he said no but in the topic of the conversation she added that she also was to have another blind date two hours later just in case dominic and her didn't work out pragmatically she was ready to look elsewhere she was wanting to keep her options open and today many christians i think suffer from what cs lewis calls Christianity Plus. In the Screwtape Letters, Screwtape tells the younger demon that if they can't stop folk from accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour, try to deviate them from Christ as Lord by dilution. I've seen this so often in Christians and in the church where Jesus is gently sidelined whilst abstractions take centre stage. And they may even be legitimate abstractions They may actually be some of the main and plain of what we do as Christians. But when they become the focus other than Jesus, um, then those things supplant Christ and supplant our understanding that we are in Christ and Christ is in us. We're, we're not human doings. We are human beings. Uh, but generally, we tend to work, Harder on our doing rather than our being, and so we must understand that this truth is a spiritual one. That before simplicity arrives in our lives, with looking at our diary and our time management and our finances, and um, do we hoard endless amounts of possessions that we don't need? Um, whatever complexity looks like for us, if we want to bring Simplicity into our lives, it must start first in our being. It must start in our soul. It must start from the inside and work its way out. The second thing, and the second P, is perspective. We simplify our lives by recognizing God is wanting to be at the center of all things. I think what doesn't help with our um, desimplifying our lives and brings complication to our lives is that we try and add God already to a very busy schedule it's like let's do lots of different things and let's then just add Jesus into our busyness and into our diaries and that's not how Jesus wants it to be for us he wants us to invite and welcome and open the door of our hearts and lives to Jesus to be the center of our lives in everything that we do and I was really struck home by this when my wife and i had a sabbatical last year and i took up swimming and my uh, my pattern normally is i love to read and i love to read um, whole letters and books of the bible i like to read big chunks of the bible and then often when i'm preparing talks just for me personally just in my own time or for uh, speaking at church or various other things is that i'll dive into passages that i feel like god is highlighting have a good commentary uh, by my side and, and just really delve into the scriptures. But I, I decided to take a different route where I would maybe take a verse and just really digest it, really meditate upon it, really memorize and analyze it and be silent as I think about that verse. And then I would take that verse or that passage into my everyday um, experience. So I, I took up swimming and I would go, and as I would do my lens, I would just recite this verse, but it would also allow it to be a, a platform, a, a kind of a diving board, if you like, to prayer. And so just take the verse, just take, for instance, Proverbs 3, and trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. I'll take a simple verse like that, and I'll be swimming lens. And as I would do that, I'd just be inviting god into the very center of my swimming and i'd be allowing that to be a platform for it renewing my mind but also a place of prayer god where am i not trusting you god where where those places that um that i I want you to make those plans straight for me but they're kind of crooked at the moment because i'm not acknowledging you i'm not seeing you in this situation i'm not bringing you as it were into that place of, of trust and dependence and I just it just began to be a, a launch pad for my my prayer life and my conversation with God and I want to encourage you to do that that actually our perspective should should be that whether we're gardening or whether we're um, painting or we are working or we're going on a walk or we're swimming or now we can do some golfing or tennis or whatever that is Um whether we're cleaning up, is that we're inviting Jesus to be at the very, very center of our encounter, our experience, and who we are. The third thing is priorities. Um, I think simplifying our lives means we may need to reorder our priorities in our lives because maybe our walk with Christ and our hunger and thirst for him and, the, and and seeking first the the kingdom of God and his righteousness is kind of like fourth and fifth in our list because we're so busy, we're so preoccupied with complexity. Uh, I think understanding our priorities means that we simplify in our lives is that we recognize our own limitations and our margins and we recognize our weaknesses. So that, do you know, the reality is that for many of us are our, our our tension headaches and migraines and uh, ulcers and nervous tension could be coming from a place of putting the wrong things in the wrong place and putting too much on our plate rather than decluttering and simplifying our lives. Seeing that as a gift and a grace and a discipline that we have got to be intentional with so that we can bring the correct order priorities into our lives. And so um, it's clear to me that when I look at the life of Christ is that he had certain priori- priorities that he focused on to release him into his mission. And I was reflecting on uh, the call of the disciples. And it says in Mark chapter three that Jesus went up to a mountainside, which was his, his habit and his pattern and called to him those that he wanted. And they came to him and he appointed the twelve that they might be with him. There's two really powerful words, might be with him so that he might send them out to preach the gospel and to have authority to drive out demons. There's an order there, isn't there, of priority? First of all, Jesus withdrew himself. And I think it's in that place of withdrawing as well as recognizing that Jesus is at the center of all that we do, but actually we need times to withdraw. I think silence and solitude is so powerful in bringing simplicity to our lives because it allows us to be free from say the opinions of other people and the hold that maybe people have over us and the insecurities that we may feel because we're strengthening the core of our being and our souls by really feeding ourselves on how God views us and time in his presence when The awareness of God's presence uh, is so large and so magnified and powerful in our lives. Do you know what that really defeats uh, the temptations that we're pulled into in our lives is that the awareness of choices and voices and uh, the enemy's whisper is silence because we're so much more aware of the voice of God and his word over us and in us. And so we see an order there, don't we, in just those few verses that Jesus withdrew and uh, then he called his disciples to be with him. So the first call of any disciple is to be with Christ, to walk with Christ, and then out of that place is to go out and do the stuff and to do the stuff that he's called us to do. I think there's a wonderful rhythm in that. I think one of the most powerful things we can do is to enter into spiritual disciplines and 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 they're not turn as brownie points they're not a tick list they're not um, barometers of uh, our spirituality Uh, but they're all about helping us to train to be like Christ it's not about trying but it's about being uh, trained in the ways of Jesus just a couple of uh, simple illustrations to help you in this is if, if I got a knock on the door and say, look, John, we want you to represent Great Britain in the next Olympics at, um, at a marathon. And I was like, wow, the prestige of that, the wonder of that, the potential glory of that, that's amazing. And I go and I start to run and I can't even run around the block. And I'm like, I've done a quarter of a mile and I'm exhausted. And I'm like, but hold on, I've I've been told to do this and I've been called and invited into this incredible opportunity yet I can't even run around the block. The reality is, is that we need to train. It's not about trying hard, it's like, oh no, no, I need to try harder so I can run a marathon. No, you need to train. Train, build up stamina, dig deeper wells, do it bit by bit, day in, day out. Similarly, if you said to me, look, John, there's a concert, Next week, and we'd like you to uh, play on piano this uh, piece of, uh, of music by Mozart. And so I've got a piano behind me and I sit down, I go to play and it's an absolute mess. Why? Because I've never learned how to play piano. God has locked inside of us so much potential, so much call and purpose and life. And yet what we need to do is we need to go on a journey of training, a journey of apprenticeship to be like Jesus to build a bigger capacity in our hearts and our minds so that we can fulfill and deliver, as it were, the things that God has called us to do. And so uh, that is why just daily praying, daily reading our Bibles, daily um, th- reflecting and thinking about him and about life, about um, simplifying our lives and spending time in silence and solitude and seasons of fasting and these these spiritual disciplines in our lives are to help us uh, in training to connect with God so that we can have a relationship with him that is flourishing and indeed life-giving. The final P, uh, I'm just going to spend a minute on this, is power. In order to do this, in order to declutter our lives and simplify our lives and some of the, the choices that we will need to make in that, is that God has not left us without power. Is that actually the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit is the very thing that helps us to do these things. And therefore we need to lean into his power. We need to be continuously daily filled with the Holy Spirit. And I kinda wanna set that up for Ellie next week to run with that on Pentecost Sunday. But as we know, the things of the Holy Spirit aren't just for uh, Pentecost Sunday. They're not just for something in the church calendar This is something, it's a relationship which we need all the time. We need the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. I love how uh, the Bishop of Jerusalem in the year 348, commenting on the words of Peter at Pentecost, where he said, um, these people are not as drunk as you suppose. He said this, they are not drunk in the way you might think. They are indeed drunk, but with sober intoxication, which kills sin, gives life to the heart. They are drunk insofar as they are drunk. They have drunk the wine of that mystical vine that affirms, I am the vine and you are the branches. We need a sober intoxication of the spirit. We need to hear those words in the Bible. It's not by might nor by power, but it is by my spirit. So this is really a way of encouragement to you all as church to lean into simplicity. I think it's a real grace and a real gift that we can um, begin to explore in this time of lockdown that we're in. And so can I encourage you to delve into this to begin to think about ways how you can simplify your life uh, in this season that we're in. God bless you, church. Love you.